You're listening to Chew on That. And here's what we're chewing on today. A grandfather was walking through the woods with his grandson, leaves crunching under their feet, the smell of fall, it filled the air. The grandfather stopped under an oak tree, maybe a a hundred years old, looked up and he asked his grandson, how many acorns do you think are in this tree? Oh, I don't know, grandpa, hundreds? The grandfather said, "Well, well, what about this whole forest? How many acorns do you think are in this whole forest? His grandson said, geez, man, I don't know, uh, a million? The grandfather reached down, he picked up a single acorn, he asked, what about in this acorn? How many acorns do you think are in this acorn? Hmm. It's a profound question. How many acorns are in an acorn? It falls from the tree into the soil, splits open, sprouts into a sapling, then grows into a full-grown tree that year after year for a hundred years will produce hundreds of acorns that will fall from the tree into the soil, split open, sprout into saplings, and grow into full-grown trees that year after year for a hundred years will produce hundreds of acorns. It's the principle of multiplication. I want to talk about that today in a message we're calling Take Strength in Jesus. Hey, welcome to Chew on That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. Hey, this week we are discussing week number five from the sermon series. Second Timothy. Two Timothy. Two Timothy. <laughs> Two Timothy. My name is Pastor Keith again. Uh, as always, joining me, Pastor Dallas and Megan. Hi. Hey, guys. What's so, up? Sometimes when I hear two Timothy two, I also like there's this thing, this Spider Man meme where like they point at oh, each yeah, other. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. And meme. that's why I think of two Timothys. Like <laughs> Timothys pointing at each other. So I do. Do you know the meme? Yeah. Like okay, you we said all... it so confidently and so early. Yeah. <laughs> I like that meme. Yes. Like there's no. <laughs> but aren't they like this? They're like uh, no, no, they're, they're just no, pointing like that. In the old version, yeah. but yeah. And then they it's did just the a movie. bunch of Spider Mans pointing at each other. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I think about two Timothy is just like. T- Two Timothys pointing at each other. Is he talking to me or are you talking up, to you? Is he talking what's to me? What's up? It's a little confusing. So. Anyway, how's it going? But they're not named Timothy. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're named, they're, they're Peters. No, no, I'm talking. Are you talking about, are you talking about Spider-Man? Uh, what, are you, what are you doing no, that's here? that's what I think about when I think two Timothy. I think of two, ti- two Timothys pointing oh, at each other. Oh, two Timothys pointing at each other. I'm yes. like, I don't, I don't, I didn't connect the dots here on this. <laughs> They're Peters. <laughs> They're Peter Parkers. <laughs> and then I was like, what are you talking like, about? Like if I'm the like, sermon series was called two Peter Parkers, I'd be like, yeah, that meme totally makes sense. Dude. Oh my gosh. Anyway, it is called two yeah. Timothy. That's true. Carrying on. But I call second Timothy. So, second so what do Timothy. we know? So what do we know? What do we know? Um, I, I know that I'm excited to dive into this because I love the, the concept of multiplication and, um, I, I love the concept of multiplication and checking your work. Cause I think sometimes when it comes to multiplying people, sometimes we can look at it and go, I don't know how to do it right. And so like, but like with any math equation you do, you check your work. Mm-hmm. So like if it, if it didn't work, what did I do wrong? And you fix that and you, you, so I, I love that concept of multiplication and, and, and when it comes to winning people and what Timothy, uh, what Paul's encouraging Timothy to do and the three scenarios he talks about, I, I think it was a great message and, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about math, so that's well, all. Well, what irritated me growing up <laughs> and is, so you have to show your work in grade yeah. school yeah. Yes. and I did a lot of it in my head. Mm-hmm. So like, and so I, I honestly, yeah. I actually got downgraded because I, I would not show my work properly, mm-hmm. but I'd have the right answer. Mm-hmm. And that frustrated me so much as a kid mm-hmm. to be like, 
I don't know. Was I supposed to put a one over that number? I don't know. Was it two? I never understood that concept. Like, Mm -hmm. especially while I was in school that like the carry the numbers over and like you were graded on the carry the numbers over scribble that Mm -hmm. is on top of your equation. And I never understood it, but I was doing it in my head as I still do as an adult. I I try not to use a calculator. I just do multiplication division in my head. Mm. And that just drove me so bananas that like, I'm like, so I got one off because my scribbles on the top weren't right. Like, well, now you don't have to worry about that because they teach a whole different I, system. I, they don't do the carry above. What do your kids learn? I, uh, I don't know. You don't I, know. I, 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 I don't teach know. them carry above still. I yeah. first grade in kindergarten. I, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> well, but they're starting. They're like, starting. And yeah. they do the the blocks and yeah. stuff. I'm like, math was hard enough. My, my, my kids <laughs> were right at the dinner table, like talking about like stuff on their plate and how they the multiplication division of it. And I'm like, I thought I remember learning that in like third and fourth grade, mm. yeah. but yeah, they are learning. They are yeah, learning stuff, but it. I don't know the system. I know mm-hmm. what, what is the new system called? I don't know. It's called, oh my gosh, if yeah. you said it out loud, I, I would be like, yeah, that's, it's that. Yeah, sorry, I don't know. Yeah. I just know it's got I'm the weird blocks. I'm a little quiet because I disagree with both of them right now when it comes to math. I love math. I love showing my work. Oh, I yeah. love it. No, I, I just, love- <laughs> I, no, I, 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 the concept of it was, was neat and fun, but I never understood how to show my work oh, because gotcha. I was doing it in my head. Yeah. And so I didn't like that I was getting downgraded because I didn't understand how to scribble on my paper right. Mm. I was always taught with showing your work is the importance of that is if you get it wrong, your teacher can go, actually, so here's a funny thing. If you did show your work and you only had one thing wrong, that sometimes teachers would go, I'm still going to give it to you because sure. I see the mess up. Yeah, I have saw that and, before. And, yeah. But it also, I found it helped like, because sometimes I, I, I was good at math to where I was, I wanted to help my friends. And so I kind of became like a, like a mini math teacher. I don't know. I almost did that. Like if God didn't call me ministry, like math was what I was going to do. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I love the word. He was going to call you to the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> so it was. I was going to show you the numbers. I was like really into it. And then I did calculus and I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm called in ministry. I got, I got yeah. humbled when I hit trigonometry. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah you go through algebra and you're like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was totally like that. Like, oh, yeah. come on, it's not yeah. that tough. And then you hit uh, geometry was like a, I don't really like shapes all this much. Yeah. And then trigonometry, you're like, nope, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> I know enough to do balance my checkbook. I'm yeah, out of exactly. here. <laughs> yeah, cal- AP calculus did it for me. When I did AP calculus, I was like, this is re- now that's why you need an expensive calculator is AP calculus. So geometry, I always thought about pool. Like if you understood geometry, oh, yeah. it helped you be a better pool player. Well, you got to have your motivations. <laughs> Which, I don't you know, know. What I mean? Geometry came at a weird, I mean, cause it comes uh, at the time I was at school, it, I think it came at, if you were good at math, sophomore year, but yeah. junior year. And that's just kind of for, for me, like was a, were difficult years to start yes. ingraining yeah. new and yes. constant, like big conceptual information to me. Yeah. Yeah. Those were, yeah, you're kind of coasting at that point. I yes. feel like maybe they should do that sooner. Maybe that's what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe that's <laughs> what they're doing. What's it called? I don't know. I should have looked it up. I just, I just hear people going, what are you guys talking about math for? It's <laughs> like yeah. the multiplication of people, but I just, it made me realize well, that. Sorry. I, think, I started it. I here's apologize. The thing. I think you did. I mean, it, in, <laughs> It's still, uh, it, it still is relevant, I think, with what we're going to talk about today. I mean, the show your work concept. I'm sitting here thinking, Jesus calls us to show our work. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Faith there without works is dead. Yeah. yeah. Right? So how are we showing our work? So I'm just saying. Wow. I'm wrapping it right did you Did you listen to the clips beforehand? That yes, I did. PM <laughs> moment. There you go. So. All right. So you guys are ready to start this then? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's roll. You then, my son. 
Be strong in the grace that's in Jesus and the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus. No one serving as a soldier goes and gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather they try to please their commanding officer. Similarly, no one who competes as an athlete receives the victor's crown if they don't compete according to the rules. The hardworking farmer, he should, he should be the first to receive his share of the crops. Reflect on what I'm saying for the Lord. He'll give you insight into all of this. Remember Jesus, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is the gospel for which I'm suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word, it, it's not chained. So I endure everything that I endure for the sake of the chosen so that, so that they too may obtain the salvation that's in Jesus with eternal glory. Here's a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we'll also live with him. If we endure, we'll also reign with him. If we disown him, he's gonna disown us. And if we're faithless, he'll remain faithful because he cannot disown himself. Like that's meaty. That's like a, it's like a little four minute breeze through that carries a lot of weight. And I think Paul actually gives Timothy and us the main charge for the whole chapter right away in the first verse. He says to take strength in Jesus, to be, to be strong in the grace that's in Jesus. I, I love it that in the scripture, it talks about the soldier, the athlete, the farmer. And like the biggest thing was there is they are focused on the right things, that they're focused on the, the, the prize, the the duty the assignment and and they are not focused and I love it he says you know a soldier's not worried about civilians and so mm -hmm. in a way he's not caught in the weeds and I think that's what Paul's uh, is charging Timothy do is is be focused on what God's called you to do and the direction and the people and the place be focused on that don't be so focused on the little minute things that you lose focus on what God called you to do and and I love that comparison because a good soldier focuses on the battle a good athlete focuses on the prize a good farmer focuses on the crops and the production of that and so their focus is in the right place and so I guess the question is is our focus in the right place if we're called to win people is our focus on getting our strength and our and our wisdom from Jesus. Dang, yeah, that's super good. I mean, focus for me, I don't know about you guys, I struggle with focus. Like oh, yeah. I, I feel sometimes like I get, you know, foggy headed or during the day when I'm working, like I get tired. Um, we talk a lot here at Life Church Among Our Staff about having like green zones, right? And like, mm -hmm. when are you most productive versus um, like, what's your red zone? If you know that from 9am to 11, you're just no good because you're a late nighter, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe don't do your most important things during that time. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing applies here. Like check out your green zones. When are you focused? When are you able to like really be diving into the word or really be kind of like tackling some tough conversations yeah. with friends or some, you know, when are those good times for you? And then don't do that in those like off times. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I don't know. That was kind of my takeaway. I, I like that you said that too, that your zones, because I think sometimes we even, um, as believers, we'll try to cookie cut our faith and our growth and our development 
on our zones. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like that you said that because I think sometimes, you know, I, you know, I'm in a small group with guys and we'll talk about, Hey, how, how, what, how do you, you know, how are you reading the Bible? How are you things like this? And, and I have to fight when some people go, well, I do this, this, this first. And then I read the Bible because I don't do that. Like right. I, I get into my word first, uh, but at the same time, I also get coffee before I get my word. And some people be like, you get coffee first. And it's just, there's different zones to growth. And I think you have to understand those and understand that their focus may be different, but the the fruit is there. So, and there's different seasons, right? There's, there's a time to plant and a time to sow. And uh, there's all kinds of different, (laughs) different times. Understanding your, the season that you're in um, may not look like the season somebody else is in. And so are you still, are you still being the good athlete or the good farmer? Are you still staying, staying focused on what's important um, and not being distracted, even though maybe your season isn't even what you expect, right? I'm a, I'm totally at fault of this sometimes where I expect to be in a season that I'm just simply not in. Mm-hmm. And I expect like the reward or the fruit of that season when I'm just in a different, a different time. And so kind of having the, the humble and the soft heart to realign and refocus with God, like, okay, so I'm in this season. So what does it look like for me right now? Yeah. That, I didn't get any of that from, from that song. <laughs> well, you, I'm like freaking out, like in my, in my head, I'm like freaking out. Like, did I listen to the wrong soundbite? Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting take. I love I love that. I've 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 we've talked about that though. That what kind of makes this show kind of neat is that there's a soundbite and it has so much juice in it, so mm-hmm. much meat to it, and then every one of us gets something else differently from it. And I think that that's my favorite part of uh, of the word um, and discussing the word with my friends and discussing it with people I trust and discussing it with people I respect and love is that their take on a minute and a half of, cause I mean, pastor was kind of just reading, mm-hmm. reading the book at that point. Um, but everyone's take on it is how it, it pertains to their life right now. And one sentence may mean something completely like that was it, man. You guys, weren't you guys, weren't you guys listening? It was that sentence. And then me, I'm like, as you guys are talking, I'm like, Oh, I didn't get any of that from any of this. Uh, I, I like the, he, cause he can't disown himself, you know? Oh yeah. I that, like that, that, that was, that's, that was the, the, the motive behind the soundbite for me yeah. was, and, and in order for that sentence to make sense, I, I, you know, we had to clip the 45 seconds beforehand mm. as he starts the topic, but which reemphasizes the, uh, when you're, when you, when you get into the word, when you read it with, with yourself and then you talk about it with your friends is that, uh, one sentence means something different for you at that moment in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's not right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's totally not right or wrong. And that's why uh, I love hearing some scholars uh, define the word as it, as, as in the, no, this is what it meant. Mm-hmm. Had to have meant this. I enjoy that uh, from time to time, but the vast majority of my enjoyment with celebrating and living the word with my friends is hearing what it means to them at that moment in their life. And it may mean something completely different on the next pass. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that the word for me is I keep reading the Bible and rereading the Bible. It has formed and shifted into my life to be relevant to my daily, what is going on with me in this moment. And, yeah. and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm baffled and astounded by, by the, by the word every, literally every day, mm-hmm. yeah. because I will remember the last time I read, uh, I read John this week. And the last time I read John, I'm like, ah, 
I know I didn't get that out mm-hmm. of this. You know, I know mm-hmm. I didn't. So unpack what you got out of it real quick. I, l- I would like to hear that. Like, yeah. what, what was your takeaway from that then? Well, my, my favorite line, as because those, those like, like how Pastor was saying, those are, those, those four minutes of that, of that book are yeah. heavy. Mm-hmm. They're heavy. Uh, the thing that just like makes me smile when I read those lines, and I, I should say to make it relevant to what I just said, what makes me smile today yeah. as I read that is that the, it, they sum up to kind of like, hey, if you're with him, he's with you. Yeah. You know, he is with you. And so as I've, as I've aged and as I've grown in my faith and I don't even know growing in my faith, I've teeter tottered in my faith. You know, I've had times of discord in Mm -hmm. my faith, times of God, why, 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 why God? And I know the simple asking of why is, is for me, a, a essentially saying, I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't believe what you're doing with me, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, especially when the series started and, I, and so I made the, I made the, the video bumper that yeah. starts before pastor, like the lines that that pastor just read are all the lines that are in the video bumper. Mm-hmm. And, and five, six weeks ago when mm-hmm. I built the thing, I, those were the ones at that time where God was saying, no, these, these are, these are the highlights of yeah. this letter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they are, mm-hmm. you know, I know that they were for me on that day when I was collecting the, the scripture to make the video bumper. And as he rereads it, it reminds me of where I was six weeks mm-hmm. ago, being enlightened, being that, no, 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 I got you. Yeah. I got you, man. Yeah. Like if, if, if I'm in you, then I'm always in you. Yes. Yeah. And then the one line that I love until, until I'm not, until you tell me to leave. Mm-hmm. And I, I will, I will, I will leave you then only because I love and respect you so much. And I'm not going to be where, yeah. where you, mm. where you don't want me to be. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, I love that. So to connect our two thoughts, like if our focus is to let him be in us and, and we be in him, if that remains our focus, he'll never leave. Right. But right. if we get off focus, yeah. if we get off and we go, no, no, I want to focus on this, this, and this. And essentially in a way we're saying, you know what? I don't need you anymore. And he's like, all right. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep going like, Hey, 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 look at me. He's not going to be like that. He's, you know, and, 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 and pastor talks about that in, in one of the clips uh, of, of his character. It just doesn't match his character to do that. And so, so I think our job and our, our charge is remain focused yeah. on him and he'll be in you. And it's, it's like, it's not, cause I think as a child, when I thought like a child and when I talk like a child, I still talk like a child sometimes cause I'm an idiot sometimes, man, <laughs> mm-hmm. but sometimes, sometimes I, I'm not. Yeah, but totally. when I talk like a child, I I thought I I saw God as a vengeful one, mm-hmm. like oh, all right, fine, you're done, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. And but that sentence today, I read it like, no, 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 I'm here, son, mm-hmm. I'm here. But if you tell me to go and you say you got this, I'm I mean I'm still gonna be here because I'm everywhere. Yeah, but I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. I'll, if you want to fall, that's fine. Yeah, but like the the scary part is denouncing of your faith. Yeah. Like when, when I, when I made that, when I made the bumper that re- it reminded me of a time when I was a very angry person mm-hmm. and, and I, and I, I told God that I hated him. Oh yeah. I gotcha. And, mm. and that was whew, 22 years ago. Mm. And I remember where I was and I, and, and I, I there's a, a large part of me that's still terrified that he's remembered mm. that. Hmm. And so when I read, mm-hmm. when I read a line or hear a line that he won't disown you, mm-hmm. if you, he won't, but yep. if you want him to disown you, he will. Mm-hmm. And I know in my life, like I've, 
I've, I, I've seen God work in my life. So I know he's with me. Right. But I, it brings me back to 19 year old Keith. And I'm like, I know what the weight of that sentence meant. Mm. And I'm terrified that, that it's not been written off my ledger. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Last week I said to you, grace, that's one of the words that we think we know in the, the church world. And, and really what grace is, God's grace, is that he wants to save you. So what Paul's saying here is Timothy and us, take strength in that. Take strength in the fact that what God really wants to do, he's not trying to kill you. He's not trying to mess you up. He's not trying to trip you up or derail you. He's not trying to see you fail. It's not his goal to make life difficult for you. It's life's goal to make life difficult for you. And so Paul's saying what he really wants, his grace that you should take strength in is the fact that he wants to save you. Oh, that ended kind of fast. Yeah, you I'm started ready. another point. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was having a conversation this week with someone and uh, the point of the conversation was revolving around the fact that they felt um, that God is, or Christianity in general, rather, uh, is a religion that sort of attacks you to make you feel small, to make you feel dirty, to make you feel like uh, you're an ugly sinner and, uh, you know, who could ever love you except for God? Like, wow, you should be really grateful for God. And while some of that is, part, there is a truth to that, mm -hmm. uh, God does not sit up there condemning you. If anything, he has given you so much grace. He says, turn away from that stuff that you're doing. It is bad and it is ugly and you need to clean, clean your face off a little bit there. Uh, but you need to look up at him and his, his love and his grace. And so the question is, well, do we want to be saved, right? Mm -hmm. He's given us grace because he wants to save us, but do we want that grace? Or are we just kind of happy to be living in the dirt or uh, living in our sin? And we're like, well, you know, God wants me to change and I'm angry about that. And I think that's kind of what it came down to was like having this anger that the that they would need to change in order to live a, a godly life or a holy life. Um, but it's not God yelling at you, screaming at you, saying you're so terrible and horrible uh, that that's not it at all. If anything, there's, there's freedom, there's redemption. There's so much grace for you um, when you turn and follow Jesus. And so Jesus is nothing but love and he just mm -hmm. wants to like be in your presence and love you and he's not yelling at you. Yeah. And so when I hear, when we talk about grace, that's what I think of. I just think of like how much God wants to love me and to be in my presence. And when I'm in his presence, Jesus is in me. And just like we were talking about last clip, he can't disown me. So now, yeah. now we're family, right? Mm -hmm. I love, I love it too, because I, you kind of said a point before we went to another clip that there is this fear that you're like, this, this thing I said, you know, when I was 19 years old, is it something that God's going to bring up? And, and I, and I get what you're saying scripturally, why you have that fear. But then I think about like scriptures, like his unfailing love and grace is, you know, it's unmerited favor, but also the definition of the word salvation, the salvation is to turn away. And so for me, I think it's, it's important to understand that, you know what, you've made that decision 
that even though you've you've said this, you th- this was at a time though where you were your back was turned, but you allowed repentance to come in and you turned the other direction. And so I think, but also we're in relationship with God, which is what Second Timothy is talking about, like to be in relationship with Him. And we talked about that first clip. He He will always stay with you. So that relationship. I mean, I think about it too. Like I've probably said very mean stuff to people I love. Um, that I don't think they hold against me anymore because there's a relationship there. And so um, I I think the reason I wanted to bring that up, not just for you because you're my friend, but I also think there are people listening probably have a similar mentality. Like I have said and done things that are unforgivable in our eyes, Mm -hmm. but not in God's eyes. You know, I bet there's people who are are beating themselves up because, well, I know like uh, there was a time where scripture talks about uh, do not... um, reject the unforgivable sin in the scriptures, um, um, blaspheming the Holy spirit. And so people were going on. I remember this, like the beginning of YouTube, we're going on and saying like, I, I bless me the Holy spirit. Like they, they were just like, I do it, you know, <laughs> kind of like, like Steve Carell or uh, Michael Scott said in, in, in the office, I declare bankruptcy. Like yeah. they, they were doing that. And, 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 in a way of saying like, look, I don't want Jesus. And so therefore I blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Wow. And they would say this and, and I wouldn't say that, but at the same time, um, I imagine some of these people that God grabbed, got a hold of their heart and they did change. And they have that thought where like, I did that. I said, I blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you know, but not understanding the full context of that scripture. And so I think that's, I have to remind myself of how gracious and, gracious God is that, you know, grace is unmerited favor that he has favor over you and you don't earn it or deserve it. And there's nothing you did to get it. He gives it to you and all you have to do is accept it. Yeah. And so uh, that's what I love about the word grace. And I think grace in relationship makes it more flavorful too, because I know that even in the scripture it says, no, don't take advantage of it. Say, well, I have grace. I can keep sinning. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's when not. You said flavorful. I instantly just thought of like Cajun seasoning. And I was like, oh, yeah. I've never yeah. thought about grace like this. And I like this yeah. Cajun, Cajun grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, but Sorry, again, yes. but like it's that balance. <laughs> though. Like you can have good flavor, but if you have too much of it, it gets really bad. And if you don't have enough of it, it's, spicy. you can't even, you can't even taste it. Cajun. And so it's that balance of that, you know, and yeah. I think, and, and, and how do you achieve that? I think you achieve that balance by saying, you know what, I'm thankful for his grace and therefore I'm going to, uh, I'm going to surrender all to him and let him be in my life. Yeah. And that, and you really get to see the full flavor of his grace. And, you know, where you see scriptures that say like, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. That when you taste something, you go, wow, that his goodness and grace is there. And I'm so thankful for it. So. So good. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Grace, grace is, I think for, for like myself is, a super simple concept, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when you mm-hmm. read it on a, a sentence, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's one that I, it it's so, it's deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, truthfully, it's probably the thing I, I, I don't understand the most mm-hmm. in my faith journey. Wow. Is actual grace. Like, because I, I, I see graces from a human level. Mm-hmm. Like, but not from a God level. Yeah. I, yes. And yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm dumbfounded by the idea of grace. Mm-hmm. I am 
I think for even for a second, I think I might, I might understand it. And then, then, then I, 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 the God shows me something else that just makes me dumbfounded. And I think that stance makes us more thankful. Like, I don't understand this, how great it is. And I think God wants that more than the other thing where people are ignorant towards it. And they go, well, I think I know what it is. So I'm just going to keep doing this. He's like, no, 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 no. You know, he'd rather you be dumbfounded than ignorant where you're just like in awe. I mean, the, really when it says to, to, to worship the Lord in fear and trembling, fear isn't like, oh no, I was so afraid he's coming for me. Fear is awe where you're just, you are dumbfounded. Mind blown. Whoa. Yeah. And so I am worshiping the Lord going, I can't even comprehend how great you are and how awesome you are. A word that, that has been sticking out to me that, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're going to come to our worship uh, night on the 22nd, I'm going to, I want to unpack the word worthy. Like, cause that's a one we sing it and I go, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't fully comprehend it. And so it motivates me to study it and to kind of unpack it a little bit. And so, wow. but I get that. But, but at the same time, it, that dumbfoundness it, is me going, it just brings me to gratefulness. And it brings me to more of just, um, ah, I don't understand this, but I'm thankful I have it. Yeah. So. I think we have a hard time understanding grace in today's culture because there isn't much of it. And Mm -hmm. we, historically, I don't think Christians, quote, or other Jesus followers have necessarily given grace in a way uh, that was seen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think we've kind of tainted that a little bit and made it more about, um, again, coming right back to what I was talking about before. It's like you're making someone really understand how like filthy they are (laughs) has been our MO. (laughs) And like, and then hopefully that that like brings them to Jesus when Mm -hmm. that like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. I don't think personally, I don't feel that that works in a, in a way that is really constructive. Once someone has come to Jesus, they're going to understand, Oh, Mm -hmm. those are the things in my past that I am shameful of now. And like Jesus will convict them on his own. He doesn't Mm -hmm. need us to like be throwing, uh, hurling insults at people and, and saying, pointing out all the things that they're doing wrong, because if they don't have a relationship with Jesus, then all you're doing is just offending them and pushing them farther away from Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so this grace thing that we're talking about, that's a concept that like you, you learn as you get closer with Jesus, because I don't think that grace really exists in our culture, in our world right now. Stop, stop. Not real grace, (laughs) not real grace. I love it. I love it. That's why I, I, I just was like, wow, that kind of just unpacked. Yeah. I'm, I was really good. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Good. It, it was. I, I, I agree, Megan. I, I think that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if the world has a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. The world, the world is quick to turn on each other. Mm-hmm. We as a human race are quick to turn on each other. We've, since the dawn of, since the dawn of mankind. I mean, that we have no excuse to hate each other. Yeah, we do, mm-hmm. and. Without, with, with no, with, with grace, it's impossible, I suppose, to hate another person, Mm -hmm. to be prejudiced of another person, to be racist or, but when you lack it, then you, you, you just dial back on fear. You dial back fear turning to anger and then hatred and then Mm -hmm. 
what what is fear? Like how how Pastor Dallas was saying, you know, like fear for me is just a. I I don't know. I don't know how many times in my life I've been afraid, like afraid, afraid, like. But I can tell you that the common denominator in everything I've ever feared is I just don't know it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what's happening. Yeah, I'm a, I don't have an understanding. So I, I too look at that fear and tremble. Mm-hmm. And when I see God, I'm I'm not going to be like he's the boogeyman. Run! Yes. <laughs> don't run upstairs though. It never ends good <laughs> in the movies. Yeah. But it's going to be a. I have no idea what I'm looking at. Yes. So I will be terrified, mm-hmm. but not in the sense of because God. God isn't fear. God doesn't, that's not something God. Yeah. Right, no. He doesn't give us it. But I will be terrified and shaking because mm-hmm. I will truly see the ultimate. Yes. It's kind of like, I, I think every movie that is ever referenced, or, or I suppose if the Ark of the Covenant's ever referenced, mm-hmm. the only movie they ever talk about is Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know? yeah. They don't talk about any other movie but that. <laughs> but as they open up the Ark and these people are just like, they see, uh-huh. they see God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the movie then just make, turns them into skeletons. Yes. Like they, dra- they just melt away. But yeah. I, I think that the, the fear and trembling is could is is like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to finally see mm-hmm. all of it. And I'm where do you even begin to, yeah. you know? I mean, our earthly bodies, like what we're living in right now, can't see God. Literally can't see God. We would die. But our spirits can see God, and we will one day. And so again, we like, we understand all of these concepts in a really deep level because our spirit somehow knows, but like our body can't comprehend it. Like my brain can't comprehend it. And so uh, it's like the saying about eternity, you know, our brains can't comprehend eternity, but our hearts were built to understand that it exists. Yeah. Yeah. And that has, that has carried me through a lot of really rough times in my life. If I can be honest, where like I can lean on what my spirit, my heart just know, even though my brain literally can't comprehend it. And I just sit here going like, it doesn't make sense to me. Don't get it. But I, I know it somewhere like pastor Sonny would say deep in my gizzard. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's really good. That's really, really good. We step out in faith, challenge ourselves to grow, then we take the gospel and we share it, which in and of ourselves we're incapable of and unqualified to do, which puts us in a position of need. It puts us in a place where we have to receive from him. We receive this command to share the gospel and when we receive that, that creates a need in us for Jesus' strength. It's the order the pattern to building his kingdom. We push ourselves, stretch ourselves to the point that we can't do it on our own and need Jesus to step in. But it's our act of stepping into our weakness that activates his intervention. He, he doesn't intervene until we step out. He, he doesn't step in. God's not going to mess with you. This book says he, the Holy Spirit that Pastor Sonny talked about, it, he is a gentleman. He, he's not going to get up in your grits unless you indicate that you want him to put sugar in the Kool-Aid. Like he's not going to mess with you unless you invite his messing into your life. And so when you step out, it activates something, if you would, in the spiritual realm. So I uh, I know Keith will remember this. I don't know if Megan will remember this, but there was a time that um, Apple partnered with U2 
And they did a thing where, where they. <laughs> Why wouldn't you think Megan would remember I, this? Do you remember this? Definite, this is like, this is like eight alive. years ago. Yeah, this, I was definitely alive what, for this. The, was this eight years ago? This yeah. was longer than that. I don't think I had kids yet when this happened. What I'm going to talk about. Okay. So, do you remember okay. when you two gave everyone who owned an iPod a free album? The free album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I was around. I, that. Oh my gosh. I don't think I was married. Bro, and it was happened. so annoying because. Oh, if you like you two, you're not gonna like this. But I didn't like the, any of the songs, and I couldn't erase There's them. There's just the one so I just song. Couldn't erase yeah, them. I, they, I would, I, I would think I erased them, <laughs> and then I would load up the music app and I'd be like, "What is this yeah. still? Do? Why is this on my shuffle? Stop! Do? I don't like this album." So it's funny. So yes, so that reaction happened. So you two is like, "Hey, we want to give you something for free. We put a lot of work into it. It was a lot of money. We want to give it to you." And a lot of the response was, "I don't." want it why did you give it to me mm. and that's why god is a gentleman <laughs> okay. he brings it around he, he's like wait for it that's <laughs> that because he it's funny because they're like well if jesus did all this why can't i just have it because he knows if he just gave it to us we'd respond going i don't want this why do you you know like imagine him going like hey you know i died for your sins here you go here you go and you're like get, get this off me i don't want that oh my you gosh. need to you need to want it Ooh. and he'll never force oh it gosh. on you because he knows we i mean you two experienced it he <laughs> like they gave us an example on why we can't just have something we need to want something and so same now going into uh um you know telling others about jesus you know sometimes we think we have this script we have this okay okay i have this th- three-point plan and i can win all my people all my co-workers all my family members everyone on the street to jesus i just have to do three plans i have to tell them that they're they're bad they need jesus and do you want to pray like they think this but the reality is and i love that pastor said that there's a point where you have to surrender your weaknesses mm-hmm. to god and give you strength i can tell you that the most powerful uh stories i've heard that have led people to jesus had and included people's admittance to weakness that I could not do this on my own. I needed him to come and do it in my life. Uh, pastor said it, you know, his, my, our pastor's pastor said, uh, don't tell them what they've done is wrong. They already know that. Yeah. You know, they need a solution to their there problem. And that's what it is, is realizing here's my story that I, I thought this way, that I reacted this way, that I've done this, this, and this. And then I surrendered to Jesus and he came in. I welcomed him in and he transformed my life. He did that for me and he can do that for you. And I think that's the reality of the, the true source of, of multiplication is surrendering to God and letting God move through you. Yeah, that's, Shoot. that's dang. Well, I'm glad I don't go after him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, I don't have to go. <laughs> uh, so the, the clip here, we're talking about the command to share the gospel and that we just have to basically step into our weakness in order to activate God's strength. I I loved that, that line right there, step into weakness to activate mm-hmm. I mean, the Holy Spirit, really, right? Okay, this reminds me, we were talking about TikTok at the beginning of this before we started recording. Mm -hmm. And there is this TikTok where it's like, Holy Spirit, activate. 
Holy Spirit. Now you're gonna have to Holy look it Spirit, up. activate. Yeah, like, it's exactly it. And they're like clapping. You like know, anyway. robot pieces are building on yeah, you, and you're like pretty much. I don't TikTok, but the way you two talk about it, <laughs> it's like the Wild West. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's anything that's going on out there. There's lots of stuff out there. Yes. Uh so I think the point of this TikTok again is that you you do kind of have to you need to ask the yes. Holy Spirit. You need to ask Jesus. Like you said, he's a gentleman. He's not just going to force his way, bombard through the door. And I think a lot of people have that that view of Christianity that like, again, he's trying to like bulldoze down your house and make you repent and make you pay and, and tell you how bad you are and you need to follow. And that's just not it, yeah. guys. It's not it. Yeah. And that was the conversation again, like I mentioned before, that was a conversation I had with somebody because mm-hmm. like, they were like, I don't, I don't do the church thing and I never will because that is how I perceived it growing up. When I went to church, when I went to mass, it was made to feel like I was ugly, bad and gross. And I don't want that. Yeah. And um, I'm like, I'm really sorry you feel that way because the Jesus I know, that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how it goes. And um, you're going to come across things in your past that, yeah, make you feel gross, but man- the Holy Spirit's not going to like come and step in until you, until you ask him to, and you're, yes. you're ready to. So the charge to share the gospel is again, what we were talking about. And that's, that's hard. I think, mm-hmm. like we said last week, seasoned Christians struggle with that. Yes. Can you, so question, can you, uh, can you spread the gospel the charge of the gospel? Can you do that wrong? Yes. <laughs> and I think, I mean, going back to your friend, I think that's what it is, yeah. is they will take portions of scripture, which are scripture, but in the wrong context yeah. and it, and then it delivers poorly. Yeah. And so it's, and it's why it's, I, and I think here's the thing too, is I think, um, uh, telling people about Jesus without relationship with them is very hard to do too. Yeah. And not saying you have to be best friends with someone, yeah. but you got to get to know them. Mm-hmm. And we used to say this all the time. I, you know, get, find out their story. And then when you find out their story, they're, they're, you know, most likely going to ask you your story and you can't tell your story without Jesus in it. And that's really how it is, is, is a conversation that happens. And so you got to prep yourself for this, you know, uh, microwave version of, 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 um, you know, telling the gospel just doesn't work this quick, like give your life to Jesus, the picketing and all that stuff. I just don't see, you know, that working or the two of you are killing it today. I'm, I'm really feeling insecure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I really feel like I didn't study good enough. Well, Cause I think sometimes people will look at evangelism, like a, like a, like a checklist, you know, mm. or like a, they'll compare how many people have you led to Jesus? Well, and there I, are, know. I mean, let's be real. There are religions mm-hmm. <laughs> that subscribe to that yeah. wholeheartedly and yeah. they use the name of Jesus. And so that's, mm, yeah. complicated. Yeah. yeah. So a follow-up question to my first one, cause I figured the first one would be an easy, well, yeah. <laughs> um, do you think the percentile of people spreading the gospel is more successful or less successful? Do you think, and, and I'll break that down more. Do you think that the people, the, cause not everyone is doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the people that have elected to do it, do you think the vast majority of them are doing it successfully and, and how Christ would have, or do you think that they are doing it of man and, and not with great result? 
I'll answer your question with a question. Oh, I love it. Uh, do you see uh, attendance in the Christian church growing? Mm. And I think that's the reality of it. It's it's actually <laughs> shrinking, right? It is. But it wasn't always. No. And and mm. and we are we're even talking within years. Yeah. Like within your within the time that the U two mm-hmm. had given you that album. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the it, U2. Has, it has swung like twice. Yeah. And that's the, that's the truth. And the truth is, is I think, I think we're at, we're at a panic. Some of us are at a panic and it's getting twofold. It's the church is shrinking. We got to tell more people about Jesus. Like, and we, and we want to be the savior. I got to go and I got to tell him, I got to yeah. tell him, I got to tell him. Mm, and then go. you got the other side where we're like, ah, it's, it's doomed. Might as well just not do it. Mm. And I don't think God's calling us to be either. But, but in so. both of those scenarios is, are, I, as you said them out loud, I'm like, but both those scenarios are wrong. Yep, because they're both selfish. Ooh. <laughs> I, I feel like I didn't read the report before we went on. You just brought us to that point, so I feel like you did. I feel like you guys have definitely studied better than me today. No. What do you think, Megan? Um, I think as long as people are people, we're always going to fall short. Um, Jesus is the only one. Jesus mm-hmm. is the only one. And um, can we obviously do it better? And can we spread the gospel more Christ-like and more Jesus-like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think that potential is always there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do we do that? That's the real question. What is the application of that? How do yeah. we How do we prep ourselves? How are we in that right mindset? And then how do we like coach our, our other friends, our like church people? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like when you come in, to service on a Sunday morning and you're sitting down and the pre rolls up and you have three minutes until you start worship. Like, what are you and your church friend? What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, and are you giving each other some, some oh. swords and some tools Shoot. to go back out there yep. during the week? Right. Like I think of that conversation sometimes because yeah. I feel like that three minute conversation is usually like, so what'd you do this week? Mm-hmm. What are you doing wow. next week? And, but like, let's, let's capitalize on the, on the moments we have on the friendships we have so that we can start to become better Jesus people. And that's what it's all about. That's that's why you're listening to this podcast. You want to be a better Jesus person. That's why we're doing this podcast to help you become a better Jesus person. Not that we're perfect, not that we know it all, but hopefully we're sharing some tools and some swords. Yes. Taking strength in Jesus. Our purpose is to remember that nothing that's worthwhile is ever easy. And quite frankly, nothing that's easy is really ever worthwhile. So our purpose is to have a total dedication to this Jesus thing, to be willing to suffer if need be, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorned shame, so that he could sit down at the right hand of the Father. Biblically, the right hand is always the hand of power. So what he's saying is that we endure suffering, scorn, and shame in exchange for the power to fulfill our purpose. In exchange to be able to one day stand with Jesus, looking at the face of the Father, enjoying the glory that only comes through him. And like Paul said, you can chain me, but you can't chain this because this book cannot be chained. And the more you invest in this message, the more you're gonna see fruit in your life, the more you're gonna see victory, which Paul emphasized when he said, if we die with him, we also live with him. And, and he's not just talking about martyrdom. He's, 
He's talking about the same thing he was talking about in Galatians 2 when he said, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, I died. My old life, it's gone. I, I have a new life, and, and that life, I'm living for Jesus. Is that you? He said, everything I do is for him. A thought popped into my head um, listening to that clip, which was someone who follows Jesus saying, I have to die in order to follow him is not the same as us saying to somebody, speaking like death over them. And again, to bring it all back, talking about how, how bad they are or what they need to do and how they need to change. It's not the same thing. Yes. <laughs> you know, we'll come to that realization, that understanding. I have to die to myself because I realize that when I'm suffering, that's when I'm given his power and that's when I'm at his right hand. And it's just an understanding that comes with like being close to Jesus. And so the closer we can become to Jesus and the closer mm -hmm. we can bring those people that we love, like thinking of family and friends and like, I get it. They're wrestling and they're struggling because there's so much going on. And I I get it. Yeah. But Jesus has overcome it. And yes. there is power there. And so allow yourself to like experience some suffering and to live in some suffering because when you're there, mm -hmm. then you will be in his power. And it's so true because I think dying to, I need to die to myself is the question you have to ask yourself. Because sometimes I go, what do I need to die to? Well, I need to die to things that's not making me go to Jesus. Yeah. Is, is, am I, when I'm fearful, do I go to fear? Do I go to anxiety or am I going to Jesus? If I'm not, I need to die to those things. I need to stop going to those things. And how do I die to that? You do that by going, God, I surrender my fears to you. I surrender my anxiety. I give them to you. And when we verbally say that and we and we mean that, you're going to find yourself worrying less. You're going to find yourself being in anxiety less because you've surrendered that to him. And I'm not saying you're like, you know, um, you know, uh, and stop taking that medication. Here's the thing. Some God has given us people and has given us medications for those things. That's not what I'm talking about either. I'm talking about just what are things that are keeping us from just constantly surrendering to God? Mm. And if that is, then give him that too. And give, you know, uh, you, oh, gosh, there was a scripture that says, uh, oh, oh, um, uh, Peter, uh, Jesus is, is, um, is baptizing or, uh, no, he's washing Peter's feet. And he says, uh, he says, Lord, don't do that. I should be washing your feet. He says, no, no, you don't understand that if I don't do this, then you cannot receive what I have for you. And I love Peter's response. He goes, then wash my whole body. Like then just, not just my feet, do my head, do my whole. And that's why I love is Peter understood what Jesus was doing. And when he understood that, he said, then I give you everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, he didn't. Okay, just continue with my feet then. He's like, no, no, do it all then. If that's why you're doing this, then I want you to have everything. And I think that's the reality is God, when you realize how great God is and how great he wants to be in your life, then I'll give you everything. And I think that's the constant thing we have to do. God, I'm giving you my fears. I'm giving you my doubts. I'm giving, I'm giving it every, and, and here's, and, and hear me on this. Cause some people are like, I do that every time. We'll say it, but, but be specific. Show your work, mm. <laughs> show your work on what you Shit. need. So instead of saying, I give you my doubts, what doubts? Give those specific doubts to God because you'll find that you won't doubt about that thing again because mm. you were specific and you're precise on, God, I want to give you this. 
not just a blanket statement, you know? You ever giving a kid a blanket statement? I'm not comparing God to kids, but sometimes you're like, it's over there. They're like, where? I'm like, there. <laughs> Where's there? You know, same thing with God. If you're like, God, I want to give you this. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. He, he, sometimes the Holy Spirit will be like, do you mean this? Be specific. Because when you're specifically surrendering, you know, imagine what can God can do mm. in you. Wow. I don't know what you did different today, but you have a, you are on fire, bro. It's the, it's the, cup. It's the I'm water. Drink, I'm drinking more water. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Dell started, started eating cleaner a couple days ago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's wow. I, I don't know what to add to that to make any of that. <laughs> I have a question. Better. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I love it. This is, this is juicy. Okay. Uh, what have you struggled with something specific we can talk about that you suffered with or struggled with this week mm. and did you surrender it? Not, not initially, <laughs> not initially, go. but I, I realized that, um, that I, um, I, I had fear. I had fear for other people this week. Mm. Uh, my wife told me something and I was like it. And she goes, what's wrong with you? I go, I'm really worried now. And she goes, why? And I realized that I held on to it and I was trying to be the fixer instead of going, God, no, 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 you're going to give. So I surrendered that worry and trust and going, God, you're going to equip those people to do the task you've called them to do. Mm. I'm not in charge of that. And I'm going to trust that you did that. And so it, at first I didn't, I, I, I was, I was, it really bothered me a ton. And that was yesterday. So <laughs> I, I, this week, so a couple of weeks ago, I was in a, a, a stretch of really, I think just not, I wasn't faithful. I was just, a, I lacked faith. I lacked confidence. I lacked, um, I have a hard time like self talking myself up, like positive self-talk. I've had that my whole life and I identified it a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to do that more and more. Yeah. And with uh, identifying what God has made me, mm-hmm. it, it, it's saying like, it's telling God that, no, no, you were right. This is what you made. Yeah. And, and then the confidence of walking into a calling. So truthfully, the last three weeks have been some of the best of my adult life. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it has, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a one instance thing. It was a probably my entire adult life thing Yes, that I came to a precipice. I came to a crossroads that mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. either way would have picking whichever fork in the road I wanted to go to would have, would have deemed a solution, mm-hmm. not necessarily right or wrong, Yeah, but I chose one that was even more reliant to God. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, 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 I say every day I give my life and my will to God. I do. But there are things like you guys said in earlier in earlier song bites that there are some things that I don't probably mean. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm when I'm kind of like line giving, mm-hmm. like where I'm like lying to him, be like, no, you can have it, but I still have my like I, yes. I, I picture like, no, have this have this piece of bread. Yeah. And then someone goes, Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. And then like <laughs> you you're still holding the piece of bread. <laughs> and, and then you're like, No, no, take the bread. And the guy's like, but bro, let it go. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I have let it go. I'm like, no, you haven't. You're still <laughs> yeah. that you have firm grip on this piece of yeah. bread. And then, if, but God, God never does do the yeah. pull it from me. Oh, so good. What he does is says, no, but you have a firm grip on this. I'm like, no, God, take it. If you have a firm grip, I'm going to, I'm going to back up. There you go. And that's what this mm-hmm. sermon was to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a precipice of, of coming to this in my 
life right mm-hmm. now. Oh, I love it. In oh, my life so right good. now. So if you're listening, know that I'm, I may have a, a microphone and I may have a position that, but I am still yeah. figuring things out. Totally. And mm-hmm. I, I, I am, I am no different than you listening. Yes. Absolutely no different than you mm-hmm. listening. In fact, odds are, if you're listening, you could probably teach me quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so don't, don't mistake pastor's positions mm-hmm. as they, as they're perfect. Yeah. Cause I am so far from that, yeah. but I am on a, I'm on a destination for better. Mm-hmm. I'm on a maturing destination. Yeah. And I've been in this a minute. Yeah. And so I think our positions are, we've been in this for a minute. So if you want to, if you, if we have anything that we can offer to you, come and get it. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Good. Woo. <laughs> was that, was that, Megan just, Megan just did a, dr- a drum, drum thing. <laughs> <laughs> Never played drums in my life, so. but I just did right now. <laughs> okay. Well, so I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I'm not going to say anything else. I was good. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Well then I'll, I'll read from the script. All right. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for joining us today on this episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and think someone you know may benefit from the topics we discuss, hey, please share the link to this podcast on your social media platforms uh is that tiktok uh, i don't know can you share on tiktok yeah you can probably well, share clips on tiktok I don't, yeah we're, hey you know what we're working on it sure <laughs> are we are we yeah we're gonna is someone we're, behind we're, the scenes working well on it? you are gonna clip video that we're all gonna record <laughs> in happens? a couple weeks oh okay. and it's gonna go on oh, the tiktok nice just saying i for a second, I guess my faith was low. I thought she was just lying to you. <laughs> hey, we'd also love it if you'd rate and review the podcast so that more and more people could be exposed yes. to the life-giving message of Jesus because the more that people get like podcasts like this, even if it's not something Life Church, if it's something that is Jesus-centric, mm-hmm. Jesus-living-centric, and you believe that somebody could benefit from that, share that. Yes. Because as Pastor said, hey, it's really difficult to share the word. Yes. It is. So share that. Yeah. Again, my name is Pastor Keith. And, I am uh, Dallas. Megan. And next week, come. I'm going to. I'm going to change it up. The, next Whoa. week, come hungry because we're going to. Nom 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 nom. Sure, <laughs> 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 <laughs>